Black on Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Archer. This is season two, episodes five and six, both written by Adam Reed. We'll talk about The Double Deuce first, which premiered on February 14th of 2011. And I gave this episode an eight out of ten. They were uh, decent episodes, but not anything standout. I like this episode more than the next one but let's go ahead and just jump into the recap a little late as we had some unsettling news in the family this week so let's forget all about that and talk about the most douchebag of not secret agents since his mom mallory points out that he gives his identity to every two dollar hooker who comes along so there is that the wee baby Seamus is Archer's chore for the weekend since Trinette went to a pimp's and hose ball. Those are real, I've been told. There ain't nothing stopping y'all from another DNA test though is what I'm thinking. Especially for Archer knowing that it's zero seed. I think he should know that. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. It's like, oh, okay, so now that I have to pay for this the rest of my life, I'm going to fuck it up. Woodhouse becomes upset over another one of his double deuce squadron mates from the Great War, or World War One, I, I believe, is what he was referencing. Dying like so many others, but not from old age, it would seem, but from apparent murder, since all the deaths were circumstantial. But apparently that's all that the press can write when they're trying to sensationalize the story. Kind of feels still a little too, <laughs> a little too coincidental. Did he just give that baby a celery stick in Bloody Mary? Yes, he did. That baby is going to grow up to be an alcoholic. Then again, it's not as if the apple fell far from the hooker's tree. What house was the Batman for Reginald? Thistleton, who was very prominent amongst his men, especially Woodhouse, that he had a photo of in his plane. I'll show you my stone, sir. <laughs> when he gets all of the the officers to put in money for a, a tontine, and the monies will go to the last man surviving, and with inflation, apparently that's almost a million dollars. The wee baby Seamus is eating shaving cream and playing with a razor. No one's concerned. Stinky shows up from his nieces to advise that he invited Scripes over so that they can ambush him, thinking he's the one that murdered everyone, with Seamus still drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Since he has to prepare for a murder, they drop the baby off at Mother's, well, Archer does, or on her desk to be exact with no one actually trying to hold this child he even picked it up by its jumper and was tossing around and she gives him liquor too saying oh you're supposed to give it to them when they're sick or have the croup i don't know what that is still to this day but uh she also does give the little wee baby Seamus liquor when he cries because she doesn't know what that is that negative reinforcement is how you 
teach a child, which explains a lot. Lana agrees when she sees how Mallory teases the poor boy with a bumblebee and tells him she's the only one that he can trust. Archer gets home, two arrows being shot at the door, so he blindly shoots, getting stinky in the arm, who tells him to show some respect for a war hero, which leads to the murderous rampage backstory of Woodhouse's. He wrote his Reggie a letter and was waiting for him. I don't know how you seeing someone you still writing a letter to him, but sure. They wave at each other, then his plane went down and Scripes refused to send a rescue party to which Woodhouse found to be an unsatisfactory answer. How about no, you crazy Dutch bastard? So he went to his fallen love who asked for a fag, which in Britain is what they call cigarettes. Just as he's like, fuck that's bright. <laughs> Just as he's about to tell him something, the bright light alerts the snipers that finish him off, and then Woodhouse goes dark. He was discharged for medical leave, seeing as he collected 50 German scalps. He admits he drifted after Reggie and worked in a bar with his name where he met Mallory and delivered Sterling, inspiring his name. But the man child is upset that he saw his mom's lady parts while she was delivering him and runs off to complain. Uh, both he and stinky are like what an ass he's like i know right she explains woodhouse saved their lives that day got her to safety and then sold his bar so that he and sterling could get to the states where he raised him for five years and it's sad that he is continuing to treat him like shit of course all he took from that story is where'd you get that eye patch <laughs> She showed up with some presence too. Like that's going to make up for five years of no communication or seeing you. She dumped Seamus back on him as she has no more love to give. But you wanted that baby. The drones are trying to hustle a tontine themselves. Which explains their role this episode. With Cyril happy to invest seeing as people around here die all the time. If not being shot and murdered. Cyril, or uses test experiments. Cyril tries to crack on Archer for getting a hooker pregnant and immediately has regrets. Because he's straight. I don't even know what he threw at him. But he knocked him the fuck out. Scripes stops by to explain after they shoot arrows at him and he blindly shoots into the apartment once again, hitting Stinky in the arm. That he didn't kill anyone and that despite their differences, he was just jealous of Woodhouse and reggie's relationship who had a plane and then they had one of the dudes was like oh it was in a nursing home is this and the other guy auto asphyxiation which explains his plane name choking stroke he also felt bad and wanted to return reggie's gun to woodhouse because he would have wanted him to have it and they couldn't find it at the time because he was a dick and stole it Archer comes in and sees this, and to be fair, um, 
I can see how he might have thought that he needed to save the day, but what was more unsettling is the fact that he tossed baby Seamus in the air like that, and everyone's like, oh my god, the baby, then drop kicks, scrapes off the roof. With all of them very concerned that he would put that child's life in danger, even the guy. Like he tossed the baby at him so that he would be distracted so he could kick him off the roof and then turned off his car that he fell on. Woodhouse finally shows he has balls after all, calling him a twat and idiot, taking the baby and commanding Stinky to knock him out with the gun. And pointing out that he has done this at least three to four times a year with a cover story and it works every time. What did he say? You chase some hookers out into the patio? Now there are two in the tontine, but Stinky is more distressed that they let a gay couple adopt a baby because at first he was like, not my business. Clearly when Archer shows up in his towel too with the baby, like yeah. He immediately thought that Woodhouse had himself a younger lover. It's not the case at all. But maybe it is. But maybe. <laughs> Episode 6, Tragical, I can't talk right now, History. I have like a baby headache. Okay, it's more than a baby headache, but I'm getting through. Which premiered March 3rd of 2011. This episode I gave a 7.2 out of 10. I really didn't care for it too much. Uh, Not a lot of funny scenes. And it revolved around Ciro. And it was, you know, time to give him some backstory. Sure. It just wasn't very inspiring. Ciro and the gang have a game of darts. With Ciro unable to perform under pressure. As seen in a flashback at a spelling bee. Where he had to spell onomatopoeia or something like that but peed his pants he is approached by a man named george spelvin who knows he works at isis and with two eager women he convinces him he's doing something or he's gonna do something to be the hero but is being played as he presented him with the disc which is what mallory is mad about the next day when she realizes the virus is spreading throughout the isis mainframe computers he meets with George after they are like, no, you cannot touch the machine, Cyril. If Krieger can't fix them, being the most qualified, why would you, who works in accounting, accounting, I believe? So he meets with George about the success with the virus, but not being the hero and disabling it, but that's okay. Open your dish, because there's money for a job well done. Congratulations, you played yourself. Pam and Cheryl have turned the virus into a song. Keep saying, what, what? Spellman plans to sell the list of agents he's going to get from the mainframe because the mainframe can't be turned off because it needs authorization from the mainframe for $50 million with Cyril being behind the whole thing unwittingly. So he has to go tell Archer so he can retrieve the list. This guy is going to sell it. And that's literally where I stopped writing notes. They go to his house (laughs) and his entire thing, Archer, is trying to convince the twins to give him more than just a hand job because, you know, they're going to leave their sugar daddy for an idiot just because he's got biceps and they're twins. And uh, Archer ends up being stabbed by like a dart and it is Cyril who has to get the gun. 
And after being told he's a coward and won't do it, eventually does shoot, but not at Spellman, but at the computer where he would have gotten the information. And that's how we kind of end the episode with him being like, yeah, you're going to give me the money that you spent or the money that you were paid and everything you bought with the money that you were given. And I may keep this secret. And now you learn a lesson. Never tell me anything in the future, which I felt Cyril should have already known. But it was a chance for them to have a secret that is their own, I guess, if that's the as i stated i didn't really too much care for that episode so those are my thoughts but we do have feedback from queen mimi so let's hear her hot take What up, Stina? This is Mimi. This is my uh, feedback for Archer Season 2, Episodes 5 and 6. Definitely liked 5, way more than 6. Um, I cannot stand Cyril in any episode revolving his annoying ass. Just, I really just check out. Um, there was, of course, some funny moments in the second one, but I definitely roll my eyes a lot. Um, I guess we could just start with the five. I don't remember the titles of it, but I do know it revolved around um, Woodhouse uh, thinking that his old uh, platoon, I don't know what the hell you call a group of uh, military people, they were trying to kill him because they all decided that since everybody's dying, let's put money in a pile and whoever ends up living the, le- the longest can get it like okay <laughs> that seems morbid as fuck but I guess you know when you're a bunch of men in the military you ain't got nothing else to do I suppose um, but we did get a lot of Woodhouse's backstory so that's probably why this episode was one of my favorites I do think it's hilarious that we baby Seamus was there and he, I know he's not archers but he acts like him so much every time he laughed it was at something inappropriate that archer said and it had me cackling like this little baby is a hot ass mess and if archer was gonna have a baby this one would be it because clearly he needs a baby that's gonna be amused by his shenanigans so he don't know that his daddy's a damn tool he was also an alcoholic um, he got a little taste of that olive from that martini and was like, ooh, that was good. What's this? The way he was drinking out of that daggone martini glass, just they have him just sitting up on the table. It didn't make not near sense. I was like, they are the worst parents ever. Between Archer and Mallory, Lord have mercy, that baby's doomed. And <laughs> it's so funny that uh, both uh, Lana and Archer both said, Oh, um, now that ex- explains so much when they saw how Mallory treated the baby Seamus. Lord have mercy, she's the worst. And I thought she was like, you know, I learned my lesson from you, but I'm gonna be a good grandparent. If you fucked up your child, aren't you supposed to do something different when you have grandchildren? I, I mean, it would make sense. <laughs> your son's a mess and it's literally your fault 
it's crazy though that uh, Woodhouse is the one that raised him for five years and he didn't even want to be around Mallory with her eye patch but then he treated him like shit from then on I'm not I'm not understanding why Archer was like that and why Woodhouse with all his bodies on him allowed that little asshole to treat him like that I, I don't understand that either but it, it was funny to watch um and we knew Woodhouse was gay he acted like when they were under when Archer was undercover trying to get that uh Cuban guy to have sex with him Woodhouse said he had a crush on uh some kid when he was younger he know he lying you mean that was the first one <laughs> It's fine. You don't, you don't, we don't need to know all your secrets, Woodhouse, because you clearly got a lot. That episode was funny. The second episode, um, I'm trying to think if there's something else. Um, oh, yeah, when the, the people from ISIS decided that they were going to do that. What was it called? A Tontine? Tortine? Tontine? I think it was Tontine, which is illegal. I've never heard of it, but you bet on everybody is gonna die and then Cheryl was drinking glue like bitch how old are you what the fuck is wrong what is wrong with the people at ISIS like I just don't understand <laughs> what the hell oh that I'm thinking of the um yeah that's her name Cheryl when she was drinking the glue and uh Cyril was like oh yeah that's illegal but then again work with some morons maybe I'm in you know let's do this I just uh, and the fact that Pam is the head of HR just boggles my mind how like I feel like Mallory literally went to like the bottom of the barrel to find people at, for a job so she could get away with paying them shitty like they they were so ready to get a job because they're such trash employees that working below minimum wage was fine and if I don't need a I don't need a living I don't need a life I don't need to be able to pay bills I just need a job they must have been so freaking terrible that they just took anything because and Mallory knew they were trash and she knew they didn't have any other prospects so they took what they can get you know seven dollars an hour sounds better than zero <laughs> they're just so they're all terrible um and Lana's really doing herself a disservice for staying there and I, and I, sometimes Archer seems normal but like within the same breath you'll you'll realize that he's not sometimes he'll say something that seems like oh maybe he'll change and he gets it and then you wait two minutes and he will do something or say something and let you know that's absolutely not what happened um, I'm mad that um, we baby Seamus was uh, excited that he got tossed in the air and that old man got kicked off a building. <laughs> and the ending when uh, <laughs> uh, Woodhouse said that he'll just uh, strip him naked, throw some alcohol on him, and act like he passed out. Like, this isn't the first time it's happened. It happens three or four times a year. That had me laughing so hard because Woodhouse said it all matter-of-factly. And I was like, explain so much. Because Woodhouse could fucking murder Archer if he wanted to. At least whoop his ass. But he just chooses not to. But then again, he does have a heroin addiction. That probably comes from all the bodies that he has in his closet. <laughs> oh, 
and the fact that he still acting like he's in the closet he just won't go ahead and say that he's gay even though we all know he is um lastly i'm not going to spend much time on this episode because like i said cyril gets on my nerve in any episode that is revolving around him i'm just immediately not going to like he bothers the shit out of me like so much so i just don't understand like his insecurities and stuff like this like he, he okay you have a sex addiction stop being in a relationship they literally have sex clubs I mean, I know you're poor, but maybe you could do they, they taxes or some shit and they give you a discount. I don't know, but he is the worst. Um, and the other thing that really annoyed the shit out of me is out of everybody in ISIS, why did he pick Archer to be the one that he needs to save the place? Like, I know Lana hates his guts and she would probably drag the shit out of him the entire time, but she wants to protect her identity and she's the best agent there. And she would choose, I believe she would choose to save ISIS uh, and in their age, field agents' identities over just hating Cyril and letting him, you know, fuck up everything. It's not like Archer likes him. It's not like Archer didn't say, okay, now whatever money he gave you, you owe it to me and those suits are mine. You didn't get anything special out of act asking Archer, so why ask him? Like, I just... I feel like he's a glutton for punishment so much so like there's no way Archer isn't gonna tell somebody he can't even keep the fact that he's an ISIS agent a secret he's not gonna there's no way he's not gonna tell people this or worse he'll probably just blackmail you and leave it you know uh, allow it to dangle over your head until he feels the need to use it or it'll just slip out randomly because he's a moron so yeah the episode had his moments when it, it had me laughing but for the most part I wasn't a fan of the second one. It just, like I said, it was nothing to do with anything other than I just cannot stand that character. And any episode that revolves around him, I'm immediately going to check out. Um, that's all I got. So, yep, I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi. Out. That was Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I'm laughing because I feel the same way about Cyril. There are moments where he's interesting, I guess. But for the most part, yeah, he can't um, be front and center. And because, like, everyone is wrong. There's no... Like, Pam got problems. Cheryl definitely, yes, drinking the glue got problems. But I think even with Cheryl and Krieger, they have a backstory that makes a little bit more sense. Whereas you get Cheryl's like, oh, my dad thought I was a disappointment because I, I couldn't perform under pressure. Okay, so go to a life coach, sir. <laughs> he seems to blame everyone else for his issues and pretends as if he has his shit together when he doesn't. But uh, yeah, I like how everyone pretty much, other than Pam, that's his only true friend Krieger had a, a, a animatronic girlfriend that Lana just murdered and then he was like I'm trying to get back into dating <laughs> that's when I laughed but they really had Lana going around this episode basically just screaming like well they got the they got the people she's just the one person who cared more than anything or anyone else about how dangerous the situation was and even Mallory, to some extent, was more like, oh, you didn't fix this by now? 
I thought you would fix this. Like, they both were rather useless to the situation. Granted, they didn't think they'll wonder if there was a mole, but that's why there was a mole in the very first episode of the season. <laughs> ISIS clearly is not a reputable agency, despite them trying to always catch these jobs that they either barely manage to accomplish or severely don't accomplish and it seems to be based on Mallory's narcissistic need to just be in the game it's just my personal feelings on it uh what else I think that's pretty much about it uh I thought I wrote down oh yeah I laughed really hard when Pam is head of HR and she tossed those asbestos claim forms just on the trash like yeah I'm totally not gonna give a fuck about that so yeah they do she did get them from the bottom of the barrel but that's a I don't know if you watch Tiger King oh my god they're coming out with a Tiger King too I almost I mean that's just eight hours of my life I'm never getting back and I never want to revisit ever again uh, <laughs> it wasn't until like the end of it is just like ew I just went through a disgusting experience and I have learned my lesson and yet so many people are ready to jump back in I think Tiger King was the beginning before COVID that there were bad things on the horizon <laughs> but the point I was making is that basically did the same thing people have a tendency to do that they pick just the bottom of the barrel desperate for work people who never get hired anywhere who might have some skill set but also has this other mental thing that just would not work with most of civilization so that is our double episode this week if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackgirlcouch.gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.